Do you have an open for this one? I do. Um, it's not that positive or like upbeat, but I have one. <laughs> That's okay. Just uh, let's lay it down and I'm sure it's fine. Okay. In this offshoot of the American classic, Honey, we see yet again why white men should not write nor direct black girl coming of age stories. Thank you. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not that positive. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't right. have, I was not very inspired uh, to do something fun. Heard you. We are honest here at the New Chitlin Circuit. Speaking of, uh, what we watched this week, Sid? This week, we tuned into Goldie, available to stream on Netflix, starring model Slick Woods, George Sample III, and Marsha Stephanie Blake. All right, let's start the show. Hey, I'm Lex. Hey, y'all. I'm Sid. And this is The New Chitlin Circuit. We review indie, low-budget, and direct-to-TV black films. We really have a great sponsor for you all this week. I'm so excited about it. It's you! Oh, my God, it's you! Thank you so much for sponsoring and listening every week while we come here and bring you a new movie. And while I have you here... Please feel free to like and subscribe, leave a comment, and share a link with your friends. Alrighty. <laughs> Alexis, are you ready to attempt our weekly 60-second challenge where you give us the plot of the movie in 60 seconds or less? I am absolutely ready. Okay. Say less. I got the clock up. Go. <laughs> okay. So in New York City in Harlem, there is a, a spot... That's, I thought that was on 3rd and 149th. Then in Bronx. Shit. All right. In New York City in the Bronx, <laughs> a aspiring celebrity, rapper, dancer, model, she do it all. So says her. 18 years old, living in a shelter with her mom and sisters and her mom's white drug dealer boyfriend. Um, mm-hmm. She is trying to make it happen. But roadblock after roadblock, hurdle after hurdle, she is stumbled and, and tripped up by life and trying to just will her dream to come true and she learns really quickly what the real world is like um as Mm -hmm. a fresh uh 18 year old and slick woods is in this she gives us quite a quite a performance of this role goldie goldie how'd i do that was great 10 seconds left um and yeah because you have to because you took 20 of my seconds correcting my burrow (laughs) (laughs) i only took three of your seconds and if you're really an expert the three seconds won't matter Okay. Oh. <laughs> well, okay. Well, now now that you guys know the plot of the story and who's in it and what's going on in the movie, I'm going to ask Sydney, what did you think about Goldie? Um, I have mixed feelings towards the movie. I'll start with that. Um, I'll first say that I, I don't think I've heard Slick Woods say more than 10, wo- 10 words uh, before seeing her in this movie. So that was like, <laughs> you know, great to actually hear her talk. I've only seen her in like photos for like Fenty Beauty and Savage Fenty and stuff like that. Or like, you know, walking a runway somewhere, but I've never seen her say anything. So that was nice. Um, I, I was kind of disappointed with the ending of the movie, which we can get into later. Um, I think for this to be Slick Woods debut, I do think she did a pretty great job. Um, first time actor and coming out of the gate with this. There are also some great actors in this, like Marsha Stephanie Blake, who's a phenomenal actress. Um, so I think I'll have more of a solid answer on my feelings towards this movie once we both go through a few of the scenes and things that stuck out to us. But how did you feel on your watch of Goldie? Well, you know, I felt pretty, I don't have just one adjective, so I guess that is ambivalent. I am mm-hmm. I think I'm, when it comes to the performances, I'm neutral, leaning, positive. And when it mm-hmm. comes to the movie as a whole work, like when it comes to the story, yeah, I'm neutral, leaning, negative. Um, I do want to call out because... This is the last time we had to have this conversation was with uh, I'm in love with a church girl. <laughs> I do want to just name that this movie is it's barely indie. I, I, I told Sydney this because I picked this movie. Um, 
21st Century Fox and Vice uh, are involved, but it was hard for me to, I researched it and it was hard to find like what exactly, in what capacity 21st Century Fox was involved, like if they were just a distributor or something, I don't know. It does seem that the movie was produced relatively low budget and independently though. So yeah. it, it passed the mark and it passes the mark enough for, for us to do it on the show. Just naming that. I agree. <laughs> with, mm. Yeah, with the tagline like black indies only. It kinda gotta name it. <laughs> yeah. And we could also base it off of like box office uh success numbers too, because with limited box office release, of course that number isn't gonna be very high. Right. So this mm-hmm. was like in the lower thousands range for like yeah. box office like revenue two or three thousand like two thousand dollars yeah. yeah so i think that in itself qualifies this as an indie movie that at some point was distributed by probably 21st century to netflix or something and they were like the middle yeah. for that it does and it's, it seems like it was a, t- a tv movie so i'm cool yeah. with it but i do want to name that because there's a big difference between like if this movie were made in a, in a scrappier like low lower budget environment Right, but right. nevertheless, my thoughts on the movie were pretty, I, I really had to watch every second of the movie to even form an opinion, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I guess for mm-hmm. one of the only times I'm being a little dodgy right now, because typically I am the most opinionated person in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. I think I, I don't know what it was about this movie, and I really want to get to the bottom of it, because I'm just mm-hmm. something about like my feelings towards it just like I did not outright hate this movie that's not how I yeah feel. But, like <laughs> right like I, I that's not at all how I feel but I also I didn't love this movie and I can't say right now if I even liked it um so so let's get to the bottom of it let's get because <laughs> before this episode ends what you're gonna get out of this listener I'm talking to you what you're gonna get out of it is you're gonna know what the hell we think about it <laughs> Because we're going to figure that out right now. Yes. So let's start with the first scene. We're going to call out some scenes that were like significant to us. And we always start with the first one. Mm -hmm. Um, In this opening scene, we're seeing a quasi performance of such in the shelter, which is clearly like community time or something there in the gym or the shelter. And many people, not everyone, (laughs) is like (laughs) chanting like Goldie, Goldie. And she's on stage, but she's not rapping or anything. She's just kind of... Jumping around and moving, yeah. My note there, um, shout out to Cardi B because I really was like, Is she a dancer, a rapper, a singer? Because I don't really know. <laughs> uh- <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> so I was like, What, what is like her, you know, creative device that is clearly going to be the catapult for some kind of conflict and her trying to reach that goal? That's like mm-hmm. the intro scene we're supposed to be getting. But I didn't know if she was a dancer. She didn't rap at all. She was just jumping around on this. Yeah, big she stand. had the mic to yeah. just like hype the crowd up. And then she put the mic down <laughs> to just jig a little bit. And, right. <laughs> and she picked it back up to say thank you. But didn't mm-hmm. she say like EP coming soon or something? She said, I think she said new video coming soon. Cause video. I think, yeah, because she makes like. Uh, which we find out later, like her little sisters will record her dancing the songs or whatever, because mm-hmm. uh, she wants to be in a music video at some point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think maybe that's where I think <laughs> the first part that got me. I, I my first note is a bit confusing. Uh, mm-hmm. The 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 opening premise because I couldn't quite nail down what her passion was, like what her talent was. Yeah. Um, it's clear she wants to be famous. Like, it, that's clear. But yeah. unlike, I have to, you know, I always have to call back to a movie we've watched before. Unlike um, Love Beats Rhymes with Azalea mm. Banks, mm-hmm. it's very clear Coco in that movie wants to be a rapper, period. Yeah. <laughs> like, she don't want to hear none of that <laughs> other stuff. But Goldie in this movie, I it, it's a little hard to nail down. And I think maybe that's on purpose because she's very, like, young and naive and kind of just chasing clout a little bit maybe at first I thought because then I after watching the movie I went back to uh find out like who wrote and directed it uh it is a white man he's from the Netherlands and then I thought maybe that's also a huge disconnect in like what's popular now uh like for black Americans and what was popular you know in like the early 2000s like 
literally getting into a music video and catapulting your career that way was very viable in 2003. Like that was a thing. But today, I mean, the production budget for music videos just aren't there anymore. That's not even how artists pop off or like make a name for themselves or, you know, continue a press cycle for an album. It's like the music is good. You know, you do something viral on the internet. I don't, you, and the beef with your, with your man, like you want to, somebody <laughs> fighting. I don't know, like random stuff, but being just you being in pregnant a music by video, NBA young boy. Yes, that too. But like being in a music video is not the thing that's popping people off no more. And for me, that was so confusing because this movie came out last year. And for somebody to be 18 years old, like last year, I think they would know that, that that's not Mm -hmm. what just pops off your career. And I blame that kind of just like cultural, like snafu on the writer director. I just, I just don't think he knew that. I agree with that. Um, like I feel like if if fame is what she really wanted and if it wasn't about wanting it to be a musician or mm-hmm. be a model or something if it wasn't yeah. about that and all she wanted was fame then she already had all the tools she needed which was a pretty face on Instagram she already had right. that <laughs> right didn't need to be anybody's video you don't need any man to have you stand next to him in his video not at all yeah yeah. So, so maybe just a cultural you. misunderstanding there. Now here, I'm going to kick it to you to like call out the next scene or like whatever scene like came up to you next, because in truth and in earnest, <laughs> <laughs> my notes go from opening scene, a bit confusing. Next bullet is I, it's a come up story. I'm fucking with it. Uh-huh. And then I don't have another note until <laughs> like 30 minutes into the movie. Yeah. So, are there I any think, things you want to call out about the the setup of the movie? Um, I will say um, all the transitions from like scene to scene are just like point to point with like the animations and um, the sound effects, whatever. I did love that. I thought it was super cute and kind of gave mm-hmm. us some insight into Goldie's POV in the movie. Like this is probably how she sees the world and landscape. It's like, you know, she's 18, young and naive. And she does think at the end of this music video tunnel, you know, she's going to find the success she needs to get her family out of their current situation. But it's literally just 18 year old, what's it, naivete. Um, like, yeah. that's just not how this works. But it was nice to see that uh, go on throughout the movie. And that honestly kept me wanting to watch because I wanted to see, ooh, what other new colors are they going to use? Or like <laughs> when she would meet new people from her past, it's like the guy, um, Eli, or like whatever her little yeah. sisters would narrate that. That was super cute. Yay! right that was great um but so that was a nice transition point in the movie i'm trying to get back in the notes here um but then we can get into i love that too yeah i love that too and i also love like the animations as you say as like a pov like a glance into goldie's mindset Mm -hmm. they're like throughout the movie she has this vision that like appears (laughs) to us and on the screen of of this like dream outfit she has like this, this yeah. yellow mink this yellow fit yellow sunglasses uh like like really high blonde wig with yep. bangs <laughs> like this is her like this like goldie aesthetic she wants to step out and like bam in mm-hmm. and she's kind of pursuing that throughout the whole movie I thought that the way the direction the director's choices to like how to show that were very good. I so I did really like that as well. Agreed. And the fit was steezy. I'm not gonna lie. I like the you yeah, know I like flashy. Um so I love a big mink, <laughs> a colorful mink. <laughs> and the wig really took it up a notch. So <laughs> it was the tiny sunglasses for me. Now that's a that's a correct Gen Z addition into the movie. T- tiny sunglasses, they love that. And the inclusion of for me. That's so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's that for me <laughs> for me <laughs> so okay. she is we we get introduced to her she's living in this shelter and mm-hmm. you know she goes out to try and start the come up pursuit she meets with this guy and says like okay we can get you in this rapids video but mm-hmm. we need you to shoot uh a, like a dance video so we can so i can show him to show him you fly and yeah. when I pick you up for the video, if if I want you in the video, 
<laughs> then you got to be fly. So yeah. this is the pursuit she then sets out on for the rest of the movie to be fly. And like, you know, yeah. but then the, the, the hurdles start showing up and the largest one being that her mother gets locked up. Oof. That was a rough scene, uh, but her mother's character's name, uh, I'm looking, I forgot what it was, Carol. Carol. But I know the actress, hey, Marsha. Yeah, you had that one down. <laughs> um, phenomenal, phenomenal actress. Uh, so that was, mm-hmm. a, I, I don't, she's not a huge name yet, but um, most recently she was in um, When They See Us on Netflix about the Exonerated Five. And then she also had like some roles in Orange is a New Black. Great actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was nice to see her in the movie. Like a f- familiar face, other than Slick Woods. Yeah. Big agree. I really did enjoy like seeing her. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they this this was you're right. It was a very scary scene because yeah. they they come in and they arrest her. They didn't Mirandize her, so like, no, not at all. I don't know if they just <laughs> forgot to do that part. But I would have been off. <laughs> I wouldn't have said nothing to the court. It day. takes me back. Well, to I do not remember my right. rights being read. <laughs> Looks <laughs> like what's uh, Medea goes to jail. Miranda wasn't even up in there. Yep. I don't even remember Miranda. What the hell she I don't was even at? know who Miranda is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they take her off, and then like this is just like this. Really, I do have a note about this. Is what a like my note is what a wacky concept that we came up with. By we, I mean just some probably some like rich senators <laughs> in mm-hmm. like years, decades ago child services where you take babies from poor people then put Mm. them in these buildings that you fund Mm -hmm. instead of just giving the money to the poor people Mm -hmm. then they would be able to take care of the babies right (laughs) that's such a ridiculous concept (laughs) why do we do that like why is that the thing i hate that because logic Mm. doesn't make sense to the government and i don't know how Mm -hmm. not it, none of it's ever been based yeah. on logic. Precisely. So because their mom's locked up, Goldie's 18. So they, like legally, she can be a guardian legally. But this is not mm-hmm. like uh, Sophie's choice. Or anything. Like Goldie's completely oh, yeah. ill-equipped to yeah. do this. No money. She just lost so, her job. They're on the run. Yeah. <laughs> They're on the run because every place she goes. Now, this is, this is why I'm so conflicted about the movie, Sydney. Mm-hmm. Because the mechanics of the story are seamless. The mechanics of the story are perfect. Like the pursuit, the obstacles, the pacing, like the timing of like uh, her trying to pursue, all right, let's pursue this path. Let's see if this works. Hit a roadblock, turn back around. Like it's it's like watching a mouse go through a maze and the mechanics were spot on. Like the Mm -hmm. writers know how to write a, you know, struggle story <laughs> like right. a, a story a of a character trying to accomplish drama. something right yeah right. so that it was perfect that's when we get these transitions she goes and tries to meet these like different people <clears throat> in her life to get help and so many of them are like okay go to like we're gonna have we're still gonna need to call child services, child services. So, right <laughs> yeah your two little sisters are you can't take care of two small children yeah, yeah. yeah. so that is where my next note shows up and here's, okay. I, we might have a, a Twitter moment here. <laughs> Fellas. <laughs> my, my note says, yo, what the fuck, Richard? Richard is Goldie's dad. And mm-hmm. this is like person number three that she goes to for help. And yeah. like help meaning let us stay here for a while. But no one is trying to hear it. So her dad, her own Oof. dad. Mm-hmm. Which is not the father of her younger sisters, but still doesn't matter. They babies, right. because that's your daughter's. That's your daughter's sisters. It doesn't matter, right? So she they go to Richard's house. Richard is remarried, has a baby, um, and his wife kicks them out and says mm. they can't stay here. So, fellas, <laughs> would you let your wife <laughs> kick out your daughter? Like in need? This is a crisis. Yeah. This is not no fly-by-night stuff. This is a crisis. They have nowhere to go. You, what a weak-willed man. What mm. a spineless... I I thought, I mean, it's a good hurdle for a character to go through, but like this, like you're 
fucked up. What you think of that? Did that like did that fuck you up? Because it, it did. Because at that point in the movie, my notes are like there are too many adults and capable adults in this movie who keep failing these actual kids who have no other mm-hmm. choice. Like this is fantasy. This is movie. But like obviously, like in if in a real life situation, because this does happen to people in real life like this is the thing and you go to your closest friends and you know family sure i guess you know friends are not obligated to help you you know they're not blood whatever i guess but like your own daddy can't even like look i know you're my wife and we have this new baby but like do you see these three kids in here who literally have nowhere else to go would you rather them sleep on the streets tonight and like for the possibility of being harmed or killed sydney God, I hate when this happens. <sighs> what Goldie needed. <laughs> I'm so ashamed. Mm-hmm. What Goldie needed was Medea. <laughs> no, honestly. What we're describing is the plot of a Medea movie where this the is, kids um, need somewhere to go. I can do battle so by myself. <laughs> Yes, and also Medea goes to jail, and oh also family reunion. <laughs> we just period. described that. But honestly, what if my other to get on the bus to Atlanta? She did. One of my other notes was, I sort of after that point was, I think this movie would have had greater appeal to me if it had been based in the South, because a lot of yeah. the stuff she could have avoided. There, there would have been somebody with some Southern hospitality, open heart, who would have let them stay with her while Goldie trying to figure out this random ass music video that no one cares about. That mm-hmm. could have had that going. We just would have saw that. Yeah. I just, this part, so, so this is just the, this is the core layer of, of struggle, the core pursuit, which is trying to have a place to stay and take care of her family. That's the mm-hmm. core pursuit, right? And then there's this other layer, the next layer on top of trying to, like the means to do that, right? Right. So getting in this music video, she thinks it's going to be like pop overnight, which is really like 18 year old, really short sighted. Because like music videos, they'll shoot that shit this year and keep it in the vault for a year if the rapper going to jail and like release it next year. Like (laughs) that's not how it works. We still Um, have not seen... The Alicia Keys featuring Beyonce put it in a love song video. They record, they shot in Brazil like 10 years ago. We still ain't synced it. So, I mean. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. I'll bite. I'll put in a deep cut. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'll bite. I'll bite. Because I don't know who we is. I don't know anything about that video, Sydney. <laughs> and I don't believe many of the listeners do either. So. I'll bite and I'll put in the deep cut music. <laughs> Tell us what the hell you're talking about. Can somebody please make it, make it, make it make sense? <laughs> Years ago, okay, um, this is Alicia Keys' album that came out after um, As I Am and before Girl on Fire. So that album in between. Um, and the song with Beyonce, Say You Love Me, Say You Love Me, then put it in a love song, put it in a love song. That song, right? They shot the video for it in Brazil. And I think they did it during like Brazil Carnival. And, you know, it's all it's all on the blogs. Like Jocelyn would say, it's on the blogs. Everybody the saw the, the pictures. We all, this is of, you know, 106 and Park is still hot. So we're waiting for the video to come out and drop. And it hasn't been released. And most recently, Alicia Keys, quote unquote teased that she was gonna release the video for fun, but she had to find it. Girl, where's Ben? That shit probably <laughs> on the bucket. You said ten years ago? It's That's been about on somebody's 10 years. flash drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laptops ain't even got no like USB no more. <laughs> so Okay. hmm Well thanks for explaining Put It in a Love Song. That's the name of it? Mm-hmm. Yep. You never okay. heard that song? Well, yes. No, no, that sounds like Selena. I what you just sang sounds like like Selena. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um. So we're gonna jump out of deep cut, and I now that I know what you're talking about, I agree. Like music videos are not instant; they're not sure things. And I don't even know the last time somebody has taken 
a gift for a screen cap of a music video and say, damn, who is she? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no one does that. <laughs> music videos that pop off today and go viral are because the artist is already big. That's, yeah. that's it. Oh, you know, the last video girl who somebody vaguely commented on that I remember, but I don't know her name. Nobody, like, she um. didn't get popular or anything. Young and May, the Petty Wap video, she at the pool, she's walking down the side of the pool, and uh-huh. it's just like faux women twerking. They faces barely in the frame, straight up just objectification. And uh-huh. the girl in the green bathing suit <laughs> is the girl who Young and May stops to like catch the twerk. So then there were some comments on Twitter that was like, I think she liked the girl in the green. And then Young Yemei had commented and she said, I absolutely did like her. That's <laughs> that wasn't in the plan. Wow. But like it's just the girl in the green. I don't know her name. I'm looking at the I just put it in um YouTube and the thumbnail for it is just mm-hmm. Young Yemei catching a twerk from the girl in the green and we don't the see her face at all. Exactly. It's green bathing suit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that is my lesbian knowledge for the day. You guys are all welcome. I gave it to you for free. For free. <laughs> Thank you. Thank That's you. <laughs> but nevertheless, Goldie's whole premise is flawed, which is great mm-hmm. character. Like, that is great character building for building this type of plot because you want the character who's pursuing this thing, like, like just like, like a dog with a bone pursuing this thing. You want that character to have a false belief so that then you can strip them of it. And that that's how the character's journey goes. That's the art. Mm -hmm. So Goldie's false. Yeah. Boom. That's the art. (laughs) Goldie's false belief is that if I get in this video, I'm going to be all right. So Mm -hmm. that's what, damn it. I'm not any more sure 30 minutes in than I am. than I was when we started because the, it's well written. <laughs> it is well written, but I think that point in itself is just so flawed and outdated. It, it could have been anything else. Like if this video today gets a hundred thousand hits, I'm I'm gonna be on the for you page on TikTok and I'm getting an ad sponsor and I can take care of my sister. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like, true. Or we can move into a TikTok house, <laughs> right? Like something like that, or like I don't know, the guy she met with, maybe he works at some company and he's like, he's looking for new viral stars and all Goldie is trying Mm -hmm. to do and pursue is keep making these videos so that she can go viral and show that she has potential to be viral and can make whatever this company is some money and, you know, subsequently get some money for herself or her family too. But like this music video business is so, it's a mess. (laughs) Like why, why is that her goal? You're right. I think, I think I've gotten closer to why I feel this way about this movie is that the mechanics are good, but the, like the elements, the, the, the building blocks, yeah. some of the things didn't have no business being used like the, the music video thing for context. So mm-hmm. I, I would liken it to, cause you know, we always got to bring in context, context. Yep. <laughs> context. <laughs> I would compare this a little bit to pursuit of happiness um, okay. where yeah. The character does have this false belief that, like, if I sell these, whatever medical machine that was, he was toting around. <laughs> like, if I yep. sell this, we gonna be okay, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, it works better. Like, that works better because it worked in like, the context. And people in the movie, the other characters in the movie, recognize that that machine's outdated and no one yeah. needs it. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, you know? Exactly. You know? So, like, Goldie never got that nudge from anybody yeah. and it, it didn't have to be about a music video it could have been about trying to become a viral instagrammer it could have been about mm-hmm. it could have been about an internship like it could have been about something like that anything yeah you know like imagine her hustling for an internship and then she gets it and finds out it's unpaid it's like, unpaid. like <laughs> you know? oh which happens for most 18 year olds they're not paying y'all to yeah. intern which should not be the case but yes that would have just made more so much more sense of the times and I don't know how much studying this man who wrote it did. And I think his purpose is he wanted to write a drama and he wanted to make it gritty. So what in America yeah. is gritty? New York City. And I need a face. Homeless you know, black teenagers. Movie. Right. Homeless black teenagers. Right. Like literally <laughs> Slick Woods. This is her first you know, movie debut. She is a viral sensation model who came up off Instagram. People know her. Boom, boom, bam. Mm-hmm. And, and 
ASAP Berg is in this. Right, ASAP Berg's in it. Like, I'm just making assumptions at this point, but in this man's mind, that is what being a, a black teenage girl in New York City mm-hmm. struggling and trying to do something in entertainment, that's what it's yeah. about. And this white man missed the mark on that. Mm, mm. You did. Let me put some snaps on the. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the I'm gonna call out one well, another scene. So, and this segues to another point because I think I'm coming into what I really feel about this movie. I think it's settling in. I just needed to mm-hmm. talk to my best friend about it, um, mm-hmm. and our listeners. <laughs> um. So there's a scene where she is trying to so. In the pursuit to get in the video next layer up she's trying to get this coat co- to complete this vision this look she has which that's yeah. what she should be pursuing is putting together looks because she got that <laughs> fashion <laughs> and this so this floor length yellow mink coat becomes the object of her like desires like she needs it so she's mm-hmm. just scrapping up money in the shop owner very new york thing when you <laughs> this this would never happen in the south never <laughs> where you, unless you was looking homeless, but like she comes up, she says, I want to try on the coat. And he says, do you have money? And like, he yeah. counts her money before she tries it on. Like, what the fuck? I, I would Crazy. never. I'm not, okay, buddy. I'm taking my business elsewhere. I'm going to put on my white one. I'm taking my business elsewhere. Yes. So she's just scrapping up dollars. And by dollars, I mean hundreds of dollars to mm-hmm. buy this coat. And that is also, just a quick note, it's actually this... My note in my like general note section, so this is really good cause and effect writing because, yeah. you know, the reason there's this big fight and disruption in her like apartment of the shelter is because she steals her mom's boyfriend's money. And then the police come back and say, actually, all this drug shit is out. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's what that's what sets this all off. So she keeps doing these things. She goes to this one guy. And this is the scene I'm calling out. She goes to this old friend who we think is an old friend. And, you know, Jose. we get this flashback of them, like, play fighting. Mm-hmm. Jay? His name Jay. is Jose. Uh, Jose. Boom. Mm-hmm. We get this, like, flashback of them play fighting. We're thinking, like, okay, maybe this is a big brother figure like like Eli. Who's, right. like, 40? Why is he friends with her? He look old as hell. I have no idea. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> I guess, but that's weird. Um, Eli did nothing wrong. Like, Eli was nothing but a nice man to her and, like, a friend. But this Mm -hmm. Jose guy, bad news. Um, So she goes to him and is trying to move, like, because the next thing, after her mom goes to jail, she takes her mom's Percocets and is trying to sell them for money for this coat. Um, Anyway, Jose, like, (laughs) plays her and, like, like, takes advantage of her. Jose is also significantly older. He yep. looks like he's at least 30 and plays her. And like, there's a, like a sexual interaction with them. Thank God mm-hmm. we don't actually see the sex. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't want to see that. Um, yeah. Didn't want to see that even a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gyps her. He doesn't give her the money. And like, when she comes back around, we get the the extended part of this flashback where they're like play fighting, where it actually does go too far. And he's, he's a guy who doesn't understand boundaries. And he yep. kind of like coerces her into this threesome the next time we see him later in the movie, which is just mm. gross, yucky, ick, yuck. Mm. Like, <laughs> my only note on that is niggas is nasty, your honor. And yeah. rob him, <laughs> which she does. Rob but she him. does, yeah. But the reason I'm calling this scene out is because it's exactly what you just said, Sydney, is that the white man that made this movie didn't have any business playing with that element. Here's why. Because these this scene and this character Jose just proved to me and like made me mm-hmm. a little sad because black girls, especially young black girls, are so unprotected. Yes. Nobody is protecting Goldie. Nobody. No there are people who are interested in seeing her do better. There are people mm-hmm. who could probably maybe provide some resources, but no one is protecting her. And mm-hmm. A, a white man making those scenes and making that character and 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 ending the movie the way that it was ended Ugh. is completely blind to, to context. Yes. No movies made in a vacuum. Cultural like cultural context matters. So that's why 
yeah, okay, I'm leaning closer toward, like, now I'm leaning closer toward negative because that's the most important part of the movie. The story is. The yes, mechanics of the movie are nice. The story, like, the writing, the, this difference between writing and story, I've explained that before. The writing <laughs> is good, but the story is inappropriate. Very much <laughs> that's so. That's the only word I have for it. Yeah. It's inappropriate to come from him. And if it were just a normal... If it weren't so, what he probably thinks is gritty, like you said, but really <laughs> is like desolate. If it weren't so sad, sad. and like, like imagine yeah. if a white man made precious, oh, <laughs> like, like literally. Am I no? <laughs> One of my um, that's a really great um, I guess connection point. One of my notes is that like, just like how precious is so very sad for the most part. There are some moments that I did find humor in. We won't get into that. Um, but Precious for the most part is very, very sad, but still like at the end of Precious, like going back, someone's looking out for her. Her teacher, uh, her teacher was, who's Paula Patton, Mariah Carey. She's looking out for Precious. And there are people around her who one, want her to see better and help her get an education. And two, who are protecting mm-hmm. her from her mother and all the other adults in her life who have failed her. In this movie, mm-hmm. it's it's just Goldie all out on her own and thinking that or knowing now that a white man did write this, it's just, I think it's irresponsible. He should have, if he was going to write this, he should have cast somebody else or did this a different way. And I... Yeah. He should have tell. he should have dialed it back. Yeah. Is what it should have been. It, 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 I don't think he had the... I, it's just time out for that. If it was, if it was the 90s, I think he would have gotten away with it. And mm-hmm. I think the movie would have been like rated better and talked about more. Cause I don't know anyone who's seen this movie, but today there are too many black filmmakers, especially black woman filmmakers mm-hmm. um, who could have, and um, it's not about just representation for representation's sake. Cause a white person can tell a black story. Look at right. waves. I like that movie. Waves. <laughs> and it's, or- it's a pretty, like right. sad plot <laughs> or a, a classic story of that right steven spielberg directed color purple that's a classic mm-hmm. I'm sure alice walker wrote it. it i mean alice walker did write it you know what i'm saying Look, but go ahead and say steven spielberg did that the okay. movie is way better than the book <laughs> <laughs> have y'all read the color purple <laughs> they put the people in the back if you have a problem with that at me don't ask me to chill and say at me <laughs> <laughs> But you are absolutely right, Sydney. <laughs> that that the color per- Celie's whole life is desolate until she leaves mm. Mister. Yeah. But we see some redemption for her at the end, and it makes up for it. Steven Spielberg did that. This man who did this movie you know did difference? not have the tools for that. Oprah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> showcasing female friendships. <laughs> and like, um. I, I think that's the difference in these movies. Because um. by the end of the movie, I was like, damn, wait, Goldie ain't got no fucking friends? Like her age? <laughs> None. Like the way that would have dramatically shifted the tone of the, of the movie, even if it was just, just one other 18-year-old girl who Goldie goes to first or who Goldie can call or like even if the girl is like about to go off to the college and and she can't help much or something Mm -hmm. if it was just one other person there who could at least be on her level you know like Precious made friends when she was in the GED classes and Celie had um Miss Sophia And Suge, yeah. Yeah, and Miss Sophia. Exactly. Even though Suge and Celie should have been gayer in the movie. I will <laughs> continue to hold that against you, Mr. Spielberg. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the book was, that's the only thing the book got better. <laughs> it was very gay. <laughs> but the showcasing of female friendship and like, that that just takes it, that makes it, it grounds the character and takes it out of this like, like, dark fantasy thing that like would probably be fine if it was a white story but like it's not in context when a white man tells this tells this type of story about a black teenage girl exactly 
What's homegirl from um, Hustle and Flow and Orange is New Black Taryn? That girl who played like the yeah, her she could have been in this movie um, ten years ago oh, as the protagonist. As the protagonist, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, they could have did that. Did this somewhere out in Indiana in a cornstalk or something? She's trying to make it out. That would have made more sense for him to and write it that for her. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> it everywhere. Been, it would have been good. <laughs> but I'm you sorry, can't Mr. have. Director. Yeah, go ahead. What's his name? Yeah, Sam DeJong. All right. Sam. I think Sam is a good director. It was directed well, but this is just not appropriate. Um, which is a different rating than, you know, a girl like Grace was inappropriate, irresponsible, and bad. Bad. All around. Bad. <laughs> this, this wasn't actually a bad movie. I just think the story is not appropriate. It's not timely. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so looking- is it okay if we talk about the end? Do you want to? Yes, actually, I think because they got the premise at this point. You guys have the premise. We're saying they like you're not here. You all have the premise. Yeah, uh, you it. know, y'all here right with us. Raise your right. glass, Sydney. You sipping on some wet? I'm sipping I on am. some agua. Hello. <laughs> Raise your glass with us, listeners. Unless you at work, then sip your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get or fired behind. Working us. from home, it's your business. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, so let's let's us let us all talk about the ending. Yes, which was very unsatisfying. So mm-hmm. I was kind of really in. I was still in after the yucky scene with Jose. I was like, oh god, yuck, ill. Yeah. And then once we get to the video, she she gets in the video. So we they, we have this like little release of tension because mm-hmm. we go, huh, okay. She gets into the video. And she shows up and she looks fucking amazing. Yep, she does. She got the whole fit. The entire fit, just like her vision. She looks great. Mm -hmm. And then the rapper says, take off that mink. It's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, that's what I was still so in. Because to me, like that's, I've said this before. Like when you were Mm -hmm. writing a pursuit story, you do the audience is like either it's A or B. Either you get it or you don't. But right. what you give them is C, not A or B. <laughs> and that's perfect. It's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. either she gets the coat and everything is great or she can't get the coat and everything sucks. But no, it's C. She gets the coat and everything sucks. It sucks. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Ugh. And as she's in this video, she just you can see it on her face. I think Slickwoods did a great job in these scenes. Um, yeah. You can see it on her face. All this hope and like faith washing out of her um and then we find out also that she's only getting paid a hundred dollars to yeah to do this which is not cool because they had to wait three hours in the sun for the rapper to even show up like if it if it was a hundred dollars to like no wait time just show up be in the video shoot this like 10 minutes of footage right (laughs) right go home that's good but a hundred dollars for a full day's work Eh, no not so much so yeah after the vi- she walks out on the video which is also very accurate for what an 18 year old would do in that situation because <laughs> yeah. um, she doesn't even bother to get paid or keep the relationship the connection open no. and at the end of the day her little sisters have to go to child services anyway and there's really no guarantee that they won't be separated and yeah. then the camera pans out that's it done so we Goldie got out. nothing she got nothing that she wanted Nothing. My or note needed. there was, was he serious? There's like really no resolution, even if it's like just flat out bad, but we don't, we really know nothing. That's mm-hmm. not how you end a story. That's mm-hmm. like storytelling one-on-one. We all get the basics in the third and fourth grade on how to write an essay. You need <laughs> to have a conclusion with a resolution. That That is, I've, that's regular stuff. Like you're not writing a short like series where you're gonna have a season two. We need to know what the hell happened yeah. to Goldie. This <laughs> what? I I both disagree and agree. Like you can stylistically leave something unresolved, but the problem is the context for me. Like leaving this watching having us watch her go through all of this mm-hmm. and then leaving our scab just wound open from it it's not worthwhile doing 
you can't put the audience through all of that. Mm-hmm. Like put the main character through all of that with no catharsis. Like imagine if Uncut Gems ended and you didn't know if you Ooh, wanted to Oh God. Back. My imagine. heart would still be racing. My it's still it would be ruin my day. Right now. It ruined my whole week. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> imagine. You know? Yeah. And because he did such a the writer did such a great job, like building the tension and having us root for her and like mm-hmm. showing these hurdles and like these just paths she's trying to take to achieve this. It was right. very strange. And I think in I think it, it was done in error to leave it this way. Like I agree. Why would you do that? And I'm gonna quote Cardi B again. What was the reason? What was the reason, <laughs> bitch? <laughs> Why did you choose to do that? I like that. <laughs> I'm still stuck on, is she a rapper, a singer? <laughs> a rapper, a dancer, a singer? <laughs> um, well, Sydney, um, that's those are the only scenes I want to talk about. And I do think that I got to the bottom of what I feel about this movie. I, you know, if you can't separate form and content and the form is good, but the content, not so much for me. Mm, so yeah. because of that, I, I do think I'm leaning more toward negative. I might watch it again in a year just to, just to figure out what the hell, but maybe definitely not for fun. Just out of curiosity, yeah, no. I will watch it again. I may watch, actually what I'm going to do, I'm going to, when I um, go home, I'm going to watch this with my sister and I want to get her opinion. Yes. Because um, Miss Courtney would give it to you straight. Like straight up, like what she thought um, in her own current training, of, you know, majoring in TV and film and all that good stuff. I want to get her opinion. But as it stands currently, I'm just going to say, I don't, I didn't like this movie. Hmm. It's not something that I would choose to watch again. But I do want to watch it with someone else whose opinion um, I care about and I want to hear what they have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know whose opinion I care about? It's yours. So I have a question. Yes, yes. In fact, we all have a question here today. (laughs) (laughs) Sydney, who came to act in this movie? I have an answer for you. Um, And I came to this answer before we, you know, got on line today to record. Um, there are also slim pickings in this movie. I would say that as well. It's like not a huge cast. Um, but this week's Who Came to Act Award winner, I would like to present it to Slick Woods. I think for debut performance, great job. She, I mean, the... A scene we did, forgot to mention was the emotion of her um, after like that last fatal attempt to get her sisters and her dad's home and she has to leave them at like the family friend or whatever and she sleeps on the street trying to figure out her next move that tilted me on the line uh, for Miss Woods and the emotion was there you left all of that on the screen and I'm happy to give this to you and I hope to see you in more movies it was interesting to hear you talk I've never heard you speak before until this so you know, put some more videos out of some since I don't know, talk more. <laughs> I wholeheartedly accept that. I I had low expectations of Miss Woods because I've just never seen her interact outside of like standing somewhere and looking gorgeous. Yeah. You know? And I, I didn't know what to think. But no, she she did it. She brought it and and nothing, no scene of hers, except maybe the that first scene, but I think that's the director's fault. No scene yeah. of hers made me think like if I didn't know she was a model no scene of hers would make me think like yeah no, not at actress. all nothing like that right. not at all I think she did great and you know I'm not gonna shoot my shot because I know she's a family woman now but <laughs> I miss my opportunity I'm, I'm Miss Woods I'm a fan so <laughs> I I accept and appreciate this nomination from you Sydney I I, I agree with it great Alrighty. Yeah. Well, look, y'all, check out huh. Goldie. Um, let us know what you thought about the movie. We'd love to hear, uh, you know, your comments on the review. So check it out. Mm-hmm. Keep us posted. Yeah. 
And it's not just for like shits and engagement. I actually want to know what y'all think because I feel like that would sway me to have a more concrete opinion on it. Yeah. Because I'm still like I'm more decided than I was at the top of the episode, but I, I still it's still so much to process in this movie. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let us know. Sydney, you got anything else? No, nah, uh well look, we told y'all how we was gonna be feeling post-election cycle. So if you listen to Angry <laughs> Ever After. You could probably tell we in a good mood <laughs> or a better yes, mood. Definitely. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, stick around after the outro because we talked about precious in this movie. And I'm going to tell the story about uh, what Sydney <laughs> actually does in her personal life. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. If you see it five stars right now, just click all of them for us feel free to join in on the conversation you can find us on twitter at tnccpod and check us out on instagram at new chitlin circuit and that's spelled c-h-i-t-l-i-n so i'll keep it quick actually (laughs) sydney said earlier that there are many comedic elements of precious that she quite enjoys not only is that true but (laughs) she likes to go ahead and act out those things sometimes so when we were roommates i come into the home um we are both cyclists well we were at the time i come into the home with my bike and it's kind of dark in the living room i'm trying to figure out why i don't know why and I come in, I close the door behind me, and I roll my bike and bring myself into the living room. Who's on the couch? Sydney Johnson's on the couch. TV's off. Living room's pitch black. And she's smoking a paper cigarette. Just a fake <laughs> cigarette, not lit. She has rolled up a piece of college rule paper. And she <laughs> is sitting slouched in the couch fake smoking this paper cigarette and she says what is Monique's line (laughs) where the fuck you been at bitch (laughs) (laughs) and I'm coming home from a long day at work just to come home to this um, foolery pure foolery where the fuck you been at bitch And she follows me around as I'm putting my bike away and trying to get like into the house, like reciting really mean Monique quotes from Precious. <laughs> Ending off with, didn't you end with, oh, you think you a woman? <laughs> it was absurd. So I wanted to expose you for the listeners who are uh, dedicated and diligent enough to stay after the cut. <laughs> If anything, it really shows how dedicated I am to the craft and the art of film. Okay. (laughs) So it was a masterpiece from Lee Daniels. Monique deserves all of her coins and then some for the rest of the lifetimes. And look, those scenes were funny. Okay. I said it. Okay. They were funny. Well, I'm going to shut my fat ass up and cut off the recording. (laughs) 